Greetings, everybody. This is Christopher Messina coming at you from the Messy Time Studios. Today, October 28th, 2021, we have a very special guest. We've got Alan Chemnitz here, who is the president of Innovation South Greenland, uh, who has taken time out of his insanely busy schedule to speak with us about the developments in South Greenland, Greenland overall. Uh, Greenland, of course, has been in the news a lot more for Americans, at least, uh, ever since President Trump uh, put in a very uh, ill-worded attempt to buy the country, uh, which didn't work very well, but maybe came from a place of good intentions. I can't judge. Uh, but anyway, Alan, thank you so much for taking time and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to uh, meet good friends from USA. <laughs> we sh- and we hope that that increases more and more, which it looks Absolutely. like we're going to. So yeah. I'm just going to leap right in for a lot of our listeners who, um, not just the United States, but uh, who haven't had the pleasure, as I have, of uh, going to Greenland. You know, can you tell us a little bit about your role, you know, historically, kind of what the economic base of South Greenland has looked, looked like, you know, what your, your organization is trying to do, and just in general, sort of the economic outlook and the social development of, of, your, of your region? Well, uh, first of all, Innovation South Greenland is uh, owned by the municipality of South Greenland. Um, it was started uh, two years ago. And uh, our goal is to facilitate any kind of business uh, which uh, can take place in South Greenland. And in that uh, sense, we are are, uh, talking about four pillars that we are developing, uh, which is uh, fisheries, food, uh, tourism, and and, uh, mining. So it's four very different uh, areas, you could say, um, but equally important for, 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 for South Greenland to, to develop on. Um, we, we could say that uh, South Greenland is, uh, or Greenland uh, is very new to, 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 to the mining business. Mm. Uh, but there are potentials uh, which can be developed and uh, we are uh, looking into uh, different uh, ways to to develop that. And in that connection, we have uh, different partners we are working with. Um, South Greenland uh, has been uh, like... uh, Compared to the rest, to the rest of the country, it, it has been uh, underdeveloped for a number of years. Mm. Um, and, but that we are working uh, to to change. Um, the first important area to to address is the accessibility uh, or the infrastructure uh, in in South Greenland. Uh, it's very hard to get to South Greenland, first of all. Yes, it is. You, for you, for most people don't know that you can't fly there directly from outside the country. You have to fly into Nook, the capital, to begin with. Yeah. And it's either a smaller plane or a boat or something because there's no large enough airstrip where exactly. you are to accommodate bigger planes. So that's mass limitation right there. Yeah, yeah. So the, the first two years, uh, my board uh, and, and myself... Uh, have been working very hard to uh, to to uh, ensure that 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 the the airstrip in Kapotok, where which is the main city uh, right. of 
uh, of South Greenland uh, will be uh, made at some point. Uh, we have had some struggles uh, with with the finances, uh, but but there is a political uh, willingness uh, to to uh, to reach that goal at some point now. Exactly. Uh, they they only need to find four hundred million Danish kroner, which is uh, quite a lot of money. Uh, so. But we start with the with the willingness from the first of all the municipality, but also from the government of uh, of Greenland. Uh, all the parties uh, of the country is uh, backing uh, up uh, that idea uh, on on an uh, airstrip uh, which will be fifteen hundred meters or fourteen ninety nine, which is more. Accurate. Ah, that last meter. I, yeah, I makes me nervous to fly into an airstrip without that last meter. But um, <laughs> yeah. well, one thing. What I found most fascinating in working uh, in Greenland and then the outside world's perception of Greenland, yeah. and this is not unique to Greenland. I remember having this discussion with a number of your ministers and former ministers um, over the years, because having worked in Qatar uh, in the UAE, in, in the, the GCC region in the Middle East, similar issues, right? You've got a small local population. Yeah. You're going to grow your economy, which might bring in lots and lots of, of, of expatriates, which is difficult to balance in terms of not just housing and space, but culture and the rest of that. But, but one of the major byproducts of Greenland being a small country, most people not speaking Greenlandic, some speaking Danish, right, foreigners, is that anyone who has got a particular political or business agenda can sway the international media by feeding them a stream of half truths and lies because it's really hard to go check, right? Yeah. The elections in Greenland, which just happened, were, were conducted in Greenlandic. Yeah. It's really, really hard for outsiders yeah. to have any direct ability to check what is yeah. claimed or not. Um, and I'm wondering, surely you've, you've, you've seen that phenomenon, but has that impacted say your your ability to attract foreign capital or is it is it just not a very important issue that 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 non uh, uh, non locals or non uh, Greenlanders outside the country they don't fully understand how the politics works you know what the recent election meant right there was a the recent election which we could talk about was a very positive outcome we think from from the mining perspective right? Mm -hmm. But instantly upon the new prime minister coming into office, some people had had an agenda of claiming the exact opposite of reality. For a while, mm -hmm. a lot of investors I knew were saying, wait, this prime minister wants to ban all mining in the country. Mm -hmm. And that went on for a while. Have you seen yeah. any of that impact in the work you're doing in, in South Greenland? Well, that's a good, that's a very good question. Uh, I'm not really sure how to answer that because uh, uh, I think... It is a working pro progress. Uh, first of all, uh, in, in this in this process, uh, we had a, a, a group of people uh, in in South Greenland uh, who were working on on, on um, the best way to 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 promote or to advise. Uh, the the municipality, uh, the uh, uh, but also the uh, the uh, ministers and uh, other politicians uh, of the country, um, 
that uh, it, what we found out was that um, around 70% of, of people, uh, of the people uh, was not, they were not against mining. And uh, the same goes with the politicians and the, the minus, uh, minister you were, you were talking about, he's not against mining. Right. What, what they were against uh, was uh, the, the uranium part. Right. Uh, so it's very important to, to state that the, the, we are not against mining and we are working very hard to promote mining in, in, in Greenland. Of course, there, there will always be uh, questions of uh, um, uh, what, what do you say? Um, uh, environmental uh, questions. Oh, of course. But, and those, those, that's, that, that's, very, that's fine that's very for natural. all resource. Yeah, that's very natural. Uh, uh, so so uh, it's, 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 it can't be stated uh, enough that we are pro-mining. Right. Oh, and that, that is one of the things I found fascinating, just to reiterate, Greenland is a very, very, you know, uh, mining positive, friendly jurisdiction. Having, yeah. you know, we do mining projects around the world, uh, yeah. and Greenland is, has got a very effective and intelligent mining law. The mines mm. department is a great bunch of folks. You know, I've dealt with them yeah. from two different companies, right, on the board of North American Nickel and the strategic advisor to Tenbury's. Um, so I've seen that very rational in, uh, interaction. What I was mm. alluding to was that, um, ability of um, some people with their own agenda to create a lot of noise and confusion. So once mm -hmm. the election happened, there was one particular yeah. company that was going to have to mine uranium as part of their project. Yeah. And that was, of course, banned. So they they took the, took the idea in their heads that if they mm -hmm. created a lot of noise in the international media, that in yeah. fact, it wasn't just uranium mining, but it was all mining is going to be banned. Mm -hmm that might yeah. benefit that, them in some way. It didn't, but it did cause a lot of confusion. I was speaking to a lot of investors in America and Europe who yeah. were confused. They said, what, what do you mean? I thought Greenland has this very advanced pro-mining developmental stance with it just reverse course. I, mm. I took a, I had hours on the phone telling people, no, 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 not at all. Everything's perfectly fine. You're being lied to. So yeah. that that is, that's not news anywhere, right? People are always going to try to push their own agenda. Um, yeah. And what are you seeing as the most immediate? So aside from mining, you got uh, tourism, which of course is impacted by this virus, but hopefully that begins to abate soon. Um, and then fishing and, and agriculture. You know, are there are there any areas that that you see as more aggressively ripe for for direct foreign investment and rapid growth, or is you know are they all kind of advancing at the same time in South Greenland? I, well, of course, to tourism is, is very interesting, and we uh, there's a big focus on, on tourism. But uh, I see a bigger potential uh, in, in in mining uh, when when it goes to. Um, of course, we, we have to think in uh, in, in, in long term planning, uh, right. regardless what, uh, which pillar we are talking about. Uh, what I see in in. Uh, in, in uh, uh, fishing, for instance, uh, if we take that, um, there haven't been um, large fisheries in, in, in South Greenland for, for years. Mm. Uh, but what I can see in the future is, is that th there is a potential for 
uh, seaweed, for instance, uh, growing seaweed. Huge, um, right. We, Greenland is, is very, very big. It's a very big country with very few people. Yes, it's like uh, 56,000 people at the last census, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. My listeners, you should try to wrap your head around that. It is a huge place. And there yeah. are very, very, very few people. There are more people in my hometown here in Florida yeah. <laughs> than all <over> the country. <laughs> yeah. But there's so, a huge opportunity for, for, for sea-based agribusinesses, seaweed and the rest. We have very big fjords um, and many fjords uh, uh, to where we can grow um, uh, seaweed, which right. is, uh, I, I don't see a problem uh, uh, when th- thinking about growing seaweed, for instance, uh, and uh, at the same time uh, having uh, more mines than, than we have now, because the country is so big. Oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, I know that one of the things that you can certainly make some money on, and, and uh, Americans and Europeans and others will pay a fortune for us. You know, when I was flying in helicopters over our tenement in, in uh, Western Greenland for North American nickel, and I was looking down at these lakes and rivers full of the biggest pike sturgeon sabbat i've ever seen in my life and i would pay a lot to be flown yeah. in to go fly fishing in those rivers so i assure yeah. you i assume that's part of the tourism package that you can get people to come in for 20 grand a pop to fish for two days that must be phenomenal just a, just a while ago i had a meeting with a greenlandic uh, entrepreneur uh, who is uh, going to to promote uh, tourism packages uh, for for USA? Uh, we talked about uh, the the fact that, that historically Greenland has been very close uh, tied up to Denmark. Yeah, and this this also goes to the to the infrastructure. Uh, so if you if you if you want to go to Greenland today, you have to go via Copenhagen or. You could also go by my Iceland. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's a limited uh, access uh, to. We've to, got to, to fix the- that because I know when I flew, I I flew from you know Florida up to Minneapolis, and then I flew to Reykjavik, and you know conceptually, I'm looking at the left side of the plane, thinking, "Can I get out here? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to stop there. I'm here already." <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah. Uh, that 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 will help. Um, greatly yeah. because once people begin to understand that it's yeah. a huge space uh, and it's it close is. it's a close flight from new york or, or quebec for example i mean it's it it's a weekend trip if you yeah. go direct without yes. having to stay over in iceland or stay over in copenhagen yeah but but i i feel that the greenland is uh, opening more and more up to the rest of the world um it's it's of course it's it's always a process. It's not something that will happen from one day to to the other. But the, but the huge interest in Greenland, uh, both politically uh, in in terms of geopolitics, but also in in terms of uh, uh, business opportunities in mining and and so on, uh, uh, makes uh, Gre- Greenland uh, or and at least the South Greenland very interesting uh, to to uh, to. Uh, other people. Uh, over the past two months, uh, we, we we had uh, visitors from uh, from USA, from Denmark, uh, different kind of uh, foundations, uh, who are, are literally asking, "How can we help you developing South Greenland?" Right. And of of course, uh, we, we we have to. Uh, 
take that opportunity and uh, follow uh, up on on, on that uh, uh, in to to ensure that it doesn't uh, stop at the talk. We have to have actions after that, and uh, that's one of the things I'm working on uh, at, at the Innovation South Greenland, uh, so we can uh, make the wheels turn. Right, and those visitors are, to be clear, both governmental and private investment, right? So it's kind of a, a blend of both. Because one of the things that most Americans, again, will not think about is one of the geopolitically strategic reasons that Greenland gets so much attention is it's one of very few countries with a coastline on the Arctic Ocean, yeah. the Arctic Sea. So in South Greenland, you've got 12 months a year open sea lanes where you can get to. It's a little chillier <laughs> than it is in, say, Florida. Uh, but when you get above the Arctic Circle, that's also very important because it's there are very few countries that have a coastline there and it's becoming more and more geopolitically important. So Greenland's kind of straddling both of those issues up north. It matters geopolitically. Down south, the economy can grow rapidly if it's provided yeah. the right incentives. You know, most people, uh, when, when we're talking about climate change, uh, of course, climate change is 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 a uh, it's 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 a difficult topic to to discuss because it's it's not good that the the climate is changing that much, but but it, it creates opportunities for Greenland. Yes, which is uh, a, a bit hard for for many people to understand. Uh, the warmer climate uh, makes it uh, makes it possible to to grow more foods uh, right. and also uh, the the species of uh, fish is also changing actually uh, so, uh, there are some uh, fish uh, which is less than before but there are other uh, species which is more than before so so this change we have to Used to, to adapt and manage to it. It's going. It's yeah, coming. Have, it's here. The climate has yeah. always changed, and, yeah. and of course, on the sea lanes on the northern part of the country, yeah. um, the Arctic is there more and more weeks and months yeah. where you're not using icebreakers to get through. You're actually just sailing in open water, and that's going to radically change. Canada, Russia, the U.S., uh, yeah. uh, Scandinavia. That's a very, very big change coming, which is Completely. more complicated to manage. I assume. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're lucky that you got to do with South Greenland. You don't have to deal with icebreakers. <laughs> <laughs> so one, of the, one of the biggest things, if you're, when, you're, um, when you're given a couple of minutes or, uh, uh, to really tell people who've never been to Greenland, right, really don't have any conception of it at all, you know, what is, what is this, what's your opening elevator pitch? What do you tell them? What do you tell them? This is my country. This is what we're about. And specifically, this is what South Greenland's about, right? Because... You know, Americans are used to stuff. No, that's that's unfair. Many people are used to thinking monolithically about places they don't know. But talking about America is insane. I'm here in Florida. We've got very little in common with people in Minnesota, right? Mm. In terms of what we do, and so you know, how do you present the country and then South Greenland to people when you're talking to them and they have no idea about it at all? First of all, we talked about the. The scale of the country, for, uh, South Greenland is very different from uh, the, uh, North Greenland, for instance. Um, in thinking about uh, the latitude of South Greenland, uh, we are at the same uh, height as Helsinki, uh, 
mm-hmm. and uh, Oslo, right. which is uh, pretty far south in uh, in Greenlandic uh, t- uh, sense. <laughs> yes. um, but South Greenland uh, is, I, I call it the North Atlantic Gateway. I like that. Yeah. Um, we are historically we have been uh, very closely tied up to 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 Scandinavia. Uh, we have some uh, other Inuit uh, people uh, on the Canadian side, which uh, are more uh, focused on on, the, on on Canada. But you also have Inuits in in Alaska as well. Right. So. We have uh, family uh, all around uh, the circumpolar area, mm-hmm. uh, or at least his- historically. Um, but uh, South Greenland was also the place where uh, the Icelandic uh, and Norwegian Vikings came to, to live. Uh, Eric the Red came here in uh, eight something. I don't remember the exact uh, year. We're going on to North America, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> actually, he, point. yeah. Uh, so, so um, historically, there, there's we have a very interesting history uh, for thousands of years, and uh, people have. Uh, been meeting uh, in 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 South Greenland, living here for uh, I think the, the the Vikings were here more, uh, close to uh, eight hundred or nine hundred years. Yep. Uh, we don't really know why they they vanished, uh, but but at some point uh, they did, and the, the Inuits came and uh, and uh, lived here. That's it's it's interesting. One of um as you know was we are. Uh, raise capital for mines around the world when we're talking about Greenland, especially um, for especially our rare earth project. Uh, some of the greatest interests we got were from Alaskan investors, uh, all of Inuit background, right? So there, that that idea of trying to grow the the economies in that circumpolar ring, uh, mm. especially where it's going to benefit uh, other Inuit, has been uh, a very compelling and interesting theme that we've heard. Right, that it's it's not that it's a uh, automatic. I'm going to write the check because mm. <laughs> Inuits are going to benefit, but it is a consideration, right? If I've got the choice to invest in Greenland to grow businesses in, in South Greenland versus just some other random fish farm in Nova Scotia, I'm probably yeah. going to choose Greenland. So that that I imagine that's one of the strengths you have when you're out speaking with uh, international capital. I also think that we have Greenland is a very young country. Yeah, tell people about that. What most people, even people who are kind of knowledgeable, assume that it's still part of Denmark. Could you yeah. explain that nuance to people who don't quite know what the status of, of, of Greenland's relationship with Denmark is? The uh, if we go back to 1721, I think it was, uh it there was a, a Danish-Norwegian uh, priest or minister uh, who wanted to, to, to look for, to, for the Norse people uh, which uh, had disappeared. He actually thought they were li- still living in, in Greenland. But what he found was, uh, was Inuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he decided to, to uh, Christian them. Uh, instead, um, and he lived for uh, in Greenland for for uh, most of his life. 
And that's got a great big statue overlooking the harbor in Nuuk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> and <his> hotel. Name, <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm, I'm actually at the hotel at this very moment, this Hotel Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so he came to he came to Greenland and set up a hotel chain. Well, that's not quite yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least we got that. <laughs> but um, uh, that's started a, a, a close tie between uh, Den Denmark and Norway. Denmark and Norway was was uh, one country at that point, I think. Uh, uh, but uh, today uh, it has been a part of uh, the Danish kingdom, but we have a self-rule government. So many of the areas uh, that uh, used to be uh, uh, run from, from, from Denmark uh, is, has been uh, taken to Greenland today. Oh, so the, and they, that, so that, go, that go, governing process is really migrating away from yeah. Denmark to greater yeah. autonomy for, for, for Greenland. Is there is there a planned absolute split at some point in the future? Or is I this... think it I think you are you it's the, it depends on who, who you're asking. Hmm. Um, there there is a strong movement in Greenland that, uh, with people who really want uh, to to split from from, uh, from Denmark. Hmm. Uh, but in reality uh, we are depending on uh, the the funding from from the from Denmark. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why mining is uh, is very important, but because it can become a key to uh, to independence. Right. And that process is part. And luckily, you've got the um, historical example of watching the United Arab Emirates. Saudi, Qatar, like you've got the example of watching a small country, population-wise, have yeah. a massively valuable natural resource, right? Uh, and how do yeah. you manage that well mm. so it creates wealth without creating social distortions, right? If you exactly. look at the example of Norway versus Nigeria, for example, yeah. oil in abundance, difficult governance, difficult history meant that Norway's got a massive... Sovereign Wealth Fund. Yeah. Uh, of course, oysters now cost seven bucks a pop in a restaurant, so you gotta weigh that. Uh, or <laughs> Nigeria, that's had issues with dealing with that oil well. So yeah. you, you, that must be a, a serious part of every consideration. We know from the mining company side, the international mining capital side, um, that is front and foremost. It's environmental. It's social. How many? Uh, uh, locals, are you going to hire? I know that we, the mining industry overall, has invested a lot of money in mining yeah. education over the years. So there's been a huge amount of work done already, yeah. uh, and now you're really poised as a country to stand those mines up, get processing in motion, um, yeah. be able to handle some expatriates because there will be statistically yeah. the population is not big enough. Um, is that, that? And on that point, I'm very curious. Is that that's kind of a quality problem to have. Like what happens if 80,000 people want to come here, right? Is that part yeah. of the discussions or is it, is it so far off that, you know, we'll deal with that when we get here. If 80,000 expatriates want to come work here, we'll deal with that problem then. Does it even come up in discussions or is it, is it still far off? Not that much, actually. I I think that uh, it's very difficult to, 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 uh, 
uh, to discuss that since we still at this point we 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 have very few minds right uh, but it can come at some point and uh, i think the mo- most people of greenlandics are very open to uh, to uh, to foreigners um of course it's uh, it's all, always a question of uh what kind of uh, uh how how do you say that uh in uh, in a in a positive way <laughs> right. no, no, you, you want people that are coming in that are actually we, adding we, significant value and they're yeah. that's what every country tries to manage right yeah i don't want to hire someone from overseas if there's a local person that can do that role well. Exactly. But But, it's very hard, statistically speaking, with a population of 56,000. And South Greenland is what, 20,000 people? Oh, no, no, not at all. Uh, We are uh, about less, we are 6,000 people, I think. Oh, sorry, I had it completely wrong. So so you especially are attuned to that, right? You've got a smaller population and, and for people who live in much bigger countries, you don't really think about it. Right. Mm, but even yeah. here with 350 million people, jobs aren't <laughs> available. Right. There are more jobs available that are being filled mm. because maybe there aren't the, you know, 8000 people that can run a drill rig in yeah. North Dakota right now. So you face yeah. that problem acutely in yeah. that it's a small population. You've got mm. I know that for the mine plans that just we're looking at, mm. we're looking at hundreds of employees. I mean, yeah. Statistically, it's impossible that they're all going to come from South Greenland. Mm, exactly. we, we are prioritizing hiring and training fully south, you know people from south greenland for our project but at some point we're going to run up against that wall and we're going to need people absolutely uh, we are very aware of that at, uh, at innovation south greenland of course we have to 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 uh, make sure that uh, as many as uh, possible uh, from South Greenland uh, are going to work uh, uh, in the mining business. Uh, but at some point we will uh, hit the, the top. Uh, so uh, regardless what, uh, if we ha- are going to have a, a big mining business, we, we will have to import people from outside. Right. Interesting. Oh. Well, um, is there any kind of, Last point we haven't touched that you'd want you know people if they if they had if they had to leave with one thought about Greenland what what is it you tell our listeners that they should be bearing in mind about Greenland aside from come immediately it's fantastic enjoy the weather and you know have some good food <laughs> <laughs> well you 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 actually uh, uh, well food is always interesting to talk about isn't it oh yeah um, uh, I have some of the greatest meals ever in Greenland yeah. oh man. <laughs> We have no, a fantastic no pesticides, no chemicals. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. You can just go out to the fjord and uh, catch a fish and uh, prepare it uh, over a fire, uh, or you you can go to a restaurant and uh, uh, make them prepare the the food. <laughs> um, so it's a very big uh, country, like we said before. Uh, people are friendly. Very, I can highly attest to that. Wherever I landed, the most you know remote places, I'd travel four hours up the coast in a boat. We'd land in this tiny town that 
there was, yeah, there, there's no other way to get there, right? People mm-hmm. can't even grasp the Rocky Mountainous interior and the fact of vast distances. You're never <laughs> going to build roads. There's no point. Maybe, maybe in the South, between some of the larger population centers. But yeah. as you get up the coast, I mean, it's insanity. You've got 50 people living in a rocky outcrop. You're not building a highway to it. No. It's always going to be water or air. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very difficult for foreigners to understand that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. the, the the largeness of the of the country, but also uh, the big fjords and uh, uh, which can't be crossed. Uh, the, the, we would simply have to build so many bridges. Oh, it's, it's totally impossible. Uh, it's it's gorgeous and it's very hard. I showed a lot of pictures uh, to people. Usually, when you travel overseas and you show people pictures, they yawn politely and look for another drink. But um, at least in my experience, I hopefully I was brief with the slideshow. People were fascinated. Like it's just such a huge place. Yeah. And even I didn't even get a sense of it till I was there. I kind of knew it uh, intellectually, but when we went up to see, you know, our just our mining tenement on the on the uh, west coast mm. is three times the size of Luxembourg. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. nobody there. Yeah. And again, <laughs> lots of really beautiful fish I wanted to catch. Uh, so I didn't have my fly run. I was very upset. But uh, Alan, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, and we'll, we'll broadcast this out. And uh, if people come back to us with, with thoughts and questions, I will certainly point them your way. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing you in Greenland soon. I, I would like to say one last thing please, is please. that, uh, first of all, thank you for, for having me today. And uh, we are uh, open for investments in, in uh, Greenland. And uh, if, if we uh, can do anything uh, from, uh, here at Innovation South Greenland, please contact us. Great. Absolutely. And certainly, I mean, I know this will certainly be on LinkedIn. So um, you're on there. So the, the, the moment that you're tagged, people can reach you. Uh, out to you and start a conversation so uh till next time everybody thanks so much uh we at messy times while pointing out the flaws of many of our own politicians when it comes to people doing positive things in foreign lands we like to highlight that as well (laughs) take care